Good morning. This is Apostle Shirley Evans bringing you a daily word from the Lord. Today is Sunday, January 17th, 2021. The time is 12.33 a.m., the very early this day. But we bless the Lord. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praises shall continually be in my mouth. The word of God declares in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 to 6, from the Old King James Version. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. And Father, I thank you for this day. You've given me another day. You've graced me, your servant, your vessel. You've graced me, Lord Jesus, to deliver your word to your people. As I proclaim your word, I pray they will be attentive to what you are saying to them and myself. And we will trust you and take heed to the word and apply the word to our lives. In Jesus' name I pray. You said if I open my mouth, you will fill it. So I ask you to impart your word to me for your people today in Jesus' name. And the word of the Lord that comes to us today is your redemption draweth nigh. Your redemption draweth nigh. And I'm gonna walk the word today as the Spirit of God imparts to me. But I want you to know the word redemption means salvation accomplished by paying the price for sin. And that is what Jesus did when he died on the cross for us. Down from his glory, everlasting story, my God and Savior came, and Jesus was his name. Born in a manger, to his own a stranger, a man of sorrows, tears, and agony. Oh, how I love him, how I adore him, my breath my sunshine my all in all the great creator became my savior and all god's fullness dwelleth in him Oh, how I love him, how I adore him, my breath, my sunshine, my all in all, the great creator became my Savior 
and all God's fullness dwelleth in him. He came down from his glory. That's the everlasting story. My God and Savior came, and Jesus was his name. Oh, how I love him. How I adore him. My breath, my sunshine, my all in all. The great creator became my savior and all cause fullness dwelleth in him he is my redeemer he's my friends since i have been redeemed i will glory in my father's name since i have been redeemed I have a song I love to sing since I have been redeemed of my Redeemer, Savior, King, since I have been redeemed. I have a Christ that satisfies since I have been redeemed to do his will my highest prize since I have been redeemed. I have a witness bright and clear since I have been redeemed Despairing every doubt and fear since I have been redeemed. I have a home prepared for me since I have been redeemed. Where I shall dwell eternally since i have been redeemed since i have been redeemed since i have been redeemed i will glory in his name since i have been redeemed i will glory in my say Yes, name since I have been redeemed. Redeemed how I love to proclaim it. Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed through his infinite mercy. His child and forever I am. Redeemed and so happy in Jesus, no language my rapture can tell. I know that the light of his presence with me doth continually dwell. 
I think of my blessed Redeemer. I think of him all the day long. I sing for I cannot be silent. His love is the theme of my song. Redeemed, redeemed, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed, redeemed, his child and forever I am. Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. A word from the Holy Spirit is your redemption, draw it nigh. And as I said, we're going to walk the word. And so we're walking the word today. And I will be reading from the old translation, the Old Testament translation, the old King James Version. And I'll be reading first from Luke chapter 21, verse 25 to 28, which declares, Luke chapter 21, verse 25 to 28, it says, And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of heaven shall be shaken and then shall they see the son of man coming in a cloud with power and great glory and when these things begin to come to pass then look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draw it nigh I'll read the last verse. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads for your redemption. Draw it nigh. The word redemption is defined as deliverance. But I want to read a note here on Luke chapter 21 was 25 to 28, as I just spoke this now. I'll read you the note that I have here. The picture of the coming persecutions and natural disasters is a gloomy, but ultimately it is a cause not for worry. It is gloomy, but ultimately it is a cause not for worry but for great joy. When believers see these events happening, they will know that return of their Messiah is near and they can look forward to his reign of justice and peace. So it's not worry for the believers. It's a time of great joy and peace for the believers. Look up. Your redemption, draw it nigh. As I said, the word redemption is defined as deliverance. Deliverance from what? Deliverance from the curse of the law. 
Galatians chapter 3 verse 13 declares, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Could you imagine? He became the curse for us. Who do you think would do that for us? He became the curse. He hung on the tree for us. Now that's what I call love. And, and so therefore, as I said, he hung on the tree for us. What is the law? Curse, the curse of the law. What is the law? Well, part of the Jewish law included those laws found in the Old Testament. When Paul says that non-Jews, that is Gentiles, are no longer bound by these laws, he is not saying that the Old Testament laws do not apply to us today. He is saying certain types of laws may not apply to us. In the Old Testament, there were three categories of laws. There were ceremonial laws. This kind of law relates specifically to Israel's worship. Its primary purpose was to point forward to Jesus Christ. Therefore, these laws were no longer necessary after Jesus' death and resurrection. While we are no longer bound by ceremonial laws, the principles behind them to worship and love a holy God still applies. The Jewish Christians often accuse the Gentile Christians of violating the ceremonial law. And there were also civil law. This type of law dictated Israel's daily living. If you check in Deuteronomy chapter 24, verse 10 to 11, you find the example. Because modern society and culture are so radically different, some of these guidelines cannot be followed specifically. But the principles behind the commands should guide our conduct. At times, Paul asked Gentile Christians, to follow some of these laws, not because they had to, but in order to promote unity. And we want unity. And that's why Paul suggested that they follow those laws. And then there's moral laws. This sort of law is the direct command of God. For example, the Ten Commandments, Exodus chapter 20, verse 1 to 17, I pray that you will find some time to read it. It requires strict obedience. It reveals the nature and will of God, and it still applies to us today. We are to obey this moral law, not to obtain salvation, but to live in ways pleasing to God. And we want to please God. When a man's ways please God, even his enemies will be at peace with him. And so we thank God that 
we are not under the curse. No, we are not under the curse. And so as, I, as I'm speaking, we're not even in, under bondage. We are not under bondage. Redemption also defines the deliverance from the bondage of the law. Galatians chapter 4 verse 5 says, He came to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. God predestined us under the adoption of children. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4, according as he had chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. It is amazing. He chose us before the foundation of the world. Let's meditate on this for a while. He chose us before the foundation of the world. Verse 5 in Ephesians, chapter 1, verse 5, having predestined us under the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. Verse 6, to praise to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he had made us accepted in the beloved. He did that. Thank God for grace. Thank God for his acceptance. Ephesians chapter 1 was seven was was Ephesians chapter 1 verse 6 to the praise of the glory of his grace wherein we had made he had made us accepted in the beloved I needed to say that again imagine he's given us grace he's accepted us verse 7 in whom we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace what a loving Jesus. What a loving Savior. What a loving, kind Savior. He has also delivered us from iniquity. Titus chapter 2 verse 14 declares, Who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity, and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works, Think about it. Just think about what he did. He redeemed us from the wickedness. Iniquity means wickedness. He redeemed us from wickedness. That is what iniquity means. He also delivered us from our enemies. He delivered us from our enemies. Psalms 136 verse 24 declares, and had redeemed us from our enemies, for his mercy endured forever. He delivered us from the adversary, amazing Jesus. He really loves us. He delivered us from destruction. Destruction is a state of ruin. Psalms 103 verse 4, Who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, the song says, mercy says no, 
I'm not gonna let you go. I'm not gonna let you slip away. You don't have to be afraid. Mercy said no. He also delivered us from death. Death is the absence of life. He came that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. Hosea chapter 13 verse 14 declares, I will ransom them from the power of the grave. I will redeem them from death. O death, I will be thy plagues. O grave, I will be thy destruction. Repentance shall be hid from mine eyes. He also delivered us from the grave. That is, he resurrected us from the grave. The songwriter says, Hallelujah. You have been delivered from the grave. Thank God for his deliverance. Psalm 49 verse 15 says, But God will redeem my soul from the power of the grave, for he shall receive me. Think about that. Death could not hold me down. You are the living God. Hallelujah. You have won the victory. Hallelujah. You have won it all for me. Death could not hold you down. You are the living God. And so he has delivered us from the grave. He also delivered us from vain conversations. First Peter chapter 1, verse 18 and 19 says, For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb, without blemish and without spot. He also delivered us from the present evil world. And this is a very evil world. Galatians chapter 1 verse 4 declares, Who gave himself for our sins. Could you imagine? He gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father. Let me say that again. He gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God. So it was the will of God and our Father. Thank you, Jesus. Love is kind. Now that was love for him to go to the cross for us. Love is kind and suffers long. Love is meek and thinks no wrong. Love than death, itself more strong. Therefore, give us love. The songwriter penned the song. Love is kind and suffers long. 
Love is meek and thinks no wrong. Love and death itself more strong. Therefore, give us love. Thank you, Father, for your love. Thank you, Father, for your love. And so, look up your redemption draw nigh. The picture of the coming persecutions and natural disasters is gloomy, as I said. But ultimately, it is a cause not for worry, but for great joy. When believers see these events happening, they will know that the return of their Messiah is near and they can look forward to his reign of justice and peace. Thank you, Father, for your love. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love knows no wrong. But he is gracious and merciful. And his loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise him, yet will I bless him. Turn from his glory, everlasting story. My God and Savior came, and Jesus was his name. Born in a manger, to his own a stranger, a man of sorrows, tears and eyes. Oh, how I love him, how I adore him, my breath, my sunshine, my all in all, the great creator became my Savior and all God's fullness dwelleth in Him. Oh, how I love Him, how I adore Him, my breath, my sunshine. My all in all, the great creator became my savior and all God's fullness dwelleth in him. Look up your redemption for it nigh. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draweth nigh. Father, I thank you for your word. Your word is alive. Your word is alive and your word is truth. And Father God, you sent your word today. We thank you for your word. Father, as we ponder on your word and we see what's going on in this world, 
Father, I pray that you will have mercy on your people. And may his grace continue to overshadow you each day. And may the peace of the Lord depart with all understanding. Guard your hearts and mind. So I want you to be watchful. I want you to be prayerful. Because yes, Jesus is coming. Your redemption draweth nigh. But he that keepeth thee shall neither slumber nor sleep. Remember, the Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade. He will protect you. May God bless you and keep you. This is Apostle Shirley Evans saying, I love you, but he loves you more than I do. I pray that when you receive this message, it will find you in good health. And remember, the word is redemption draweth nigh. God bless you.